What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back with yet another episode. And I think it's been four months since I've recorded an episode, and I'm so sorry for being so shit at keeping a consistent upload schedule, um, or podcast schedule, I should say. I don't know why I said upload schedule. Anyways, um, I'm going to try to make an effort to start doing post-game uh, recaps like how I used to do just release an episode after every single game uh, I'm really I promise I'm gonna try to actually make a conscious effort to um, get these episodes out as often as possible because I know a decent amount of you guys do listen and I really do appreciate that um, there's been some people that have asked about the podcast and where it's been so I appreciate all the love and support there and the concern for where I've been but to be honest with you bro I just haven't really um, had time um as much of a, of an excuse as that sounds like, um, it's true. Um, realistically, I've literally been watching the games and going straight to bed uh, because of my work schedule. Um, but like I said, I'm really going to try to make an effort to get these uh, podcasts out because I know a lot of you guys do listen to podcasts like in the morning when you're on your way to work. And if I could add on to that list, that'd be really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm filming this. Filming. I'm recording this the day after, the morning after um uh, we played the suns so i'm going to touch on that game uh, i'm going to touch on the trade deadline as well so we're probably in for a lengthy podcast today um to you know kick things off here um so yeah like i said we're going to try to go back to post game episodes here um see how that goes um hopefully i can stick to it for longer than a month um but yeah, like I said, thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, anyway, let's get on into it. Uh, we're going to talk about each of the trades first. Um, of course, the Clippers sending out John Wall, Reggie Jackson, and Luke Kennard and bringing in Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, and Mason Plumley. We're going to talk about each of these trades that happened in order. Obviously, we got Bones Highland first uh, for the 2024-2025 second round pick. So two second round picks went out. Bones Highland came in. And this is obviously an upside move. Um, he's gotten really good looks in these first two games. He's played. Um, he played 16 minutes uh, last night against Phoenix. Um, nine points, two of four shooting. Uh, we'll touch more into that a little bit later. Just uh, want to touch on you know Bones as a player. Um, obviously, um, he's a very small guard, six foot two. Maybe it weighs a little bit more than I do, uh, which doesn't bode well for NBA level. Um, he obviously needs to put on some more muscle before he could become a serious rotation guy. But I do like how Ty has given him looks, um, like really good looks in his first two games as a Clipper, just to kind of see what we have in him. And he has a ton of upside. Um, I really do like what we have with him long term if he is a Clipper for uh, a few more years. Um, a really high upside move, very low risk. Um, two second round picks doesn't really mean that much given in 2020. 4 and 25, the Clippers will probably be contending. Um, air quotes around that. But, um, yeah, like I said, uh, has a ton of offensive upside. I tweeted that. Uh, he just needs to get bigger and stronger. Um, doesn't have much of any game inside the arc, though. But, I mean, obviously, he's in his second season. There's a lot to be desired there. But um, I do really like what we have in him. And getting him for almost nothing was obviously a chance you couldn't pass up. And uh, I really do like the, how the Clippers picked him up uh, after they missed on him in the draft. I was really hoping they would draft him out of out of VCU. Um, 
just because of his his offensive upside, his shiftiness, he's so quick. Um, he's taking guys off the dribble one on one with no screens. He's rejected screens um, from like Mason Plumley or whoever. Um, he's gone. He's rejected the screen, gotten to the basket, um, and he's found shooters. His paint and spray methods are really really clean and good. Um, he's he, he's just I I just really like what I've seen with him uh, on the offensive side of the ball, defensively not so much. He's pretty much gotten scored every single time. Um, he's in a one-on-one matchup. He dies on screens every single time, and I get it because he's way smaller and way skinnier than pretty much everyone out there, so he's going to get targeted relentlessly. Um, so that's why I think Ty will start to go away from him at some point, especially come playoff time. Uh, maybe like maybe he'll get some good looks uh, after the All-Star break as well with different lineups uh, that you can kind of hide him on defense, but good teams are going to uh, seek him out, and they're going to pick on him relentlessly. Um, same with another guy by the name of Marcus Morris, and we're definitely going to get into him later. Um, but yeah, like I said, Bones Highland, really high upside. I really like the move, um, giving him up, uh, getting him for only two second round picks in the next uh, few years is uh, more than okay. So shout out Bones Highland. Uh, he seems very excited to be a Clipper too, and hopefully he can accept uh, being out of the rotation uh, very, very soon, but I really like him. Um, Eric Gordon uh, traded uh, in a three-team trade. Clippers sent out Luke Kennard to the Memphis Grizzlies um, and John Wall to the Houston Rockets, which, can I say, is fucking hilarious. Um, John Wall obviously did absolutely nothing for the Clippers franchise except had one 15-assist game. That was about it. And that's no, that ain't no small feat. Uh, that was a really, really good John Wall game. 15-assist uh, is not easy. It doesn't happen very often um, in the NBA. But uh, John Wall, the, obviously that did not work out. Um he was he he's he's just cooked. Like let's just be honest, he's just cooked. Um, he's already been waived by the Rockets. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's funny just because he talked all that shit about his time in Houston, and the Rockets get a chance to get him back and then waive him. Uh, I think that's pretty funny. But um, I really really did wish that it would have worked out. Um, obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and sign Russell Westbrook. Anyways. Um, and then the Clippers trade out Clipper legend Reggie Jackson, who I just want to say, uh, I gave Reggie a lot of shit this season, and rightfully so, everyone gave him shit this year. Uh, obviously there's a lot of Reggie Jackson homers out there who, you know, would fight for him no matter what, and I appreciate that. Um, I mean, Reggie did a lot for the franchise, especially had his, when he had his insanity run in 2021, obviously had the best stretch, best, like, 17 game stretch of his career, or however many games the Clippers played in the playoffs whatever um had the best stretch of his career um and yeah man I mean there's no, nothing else really to say um he is one of the biggest fan favorites ever just such a great guy uh, I'm, a, I'm sure he was a great guy to be around obviously I'm not around the team um but he seemed like a very good guy to be around all the Clippers beat writers just loved him and the fans loved him as well he loved the fans and um you know, to get traded at the deadline um, in pursuit of a championship, uh, it sucks for him. But, I mean, he's on the number one team in the West now, as he said in his uh, opening presser. He's like, oh, I'm so blessed to go from the sixth seed in the West to the first seed. And some fans kind of took that the wrong way, and I, I see why. Like, I get it. But, honestly, I don't care. Um, but he's going to be really, really good for Denver, um, just like how he was at the start of his Clippers tenure before the bubble. Uh, Reggie Jackson was really, really good, and I anticipate him being really good in Denver as well. Uh, so shout out to Reggie Jackson. Thank you for your service. Um, but I'm very, very happy you're off the team and not playing 35 plus minutes a game. Anyways, 
Um, the Clippers send out Reggie Jackson, who eventually gets bought out, um, and bring back Mason Plumley, who is already proven, and honestly, honestly, has already done more for this franchise than <laughs> Moses Brown ever has. Um, and Mo- Moses Brown's days are numbered, thank God. I think they uh, activated him for his 50th and final game on his two-way contract, so either he's going to get waived or he'll just be in the G League for the rest of the season. Hopefully he gets waived. I ain't trying to see that goober. Uh, anymore but obviously had that one game against Houston where he was great but again that's Houston um they're terrible but uh Plumlee did a little bit of everything um tonight against Phoenix um with this ball handling I think that's opened my eyes the most is his ability to handle the ball um he's obviously like a Hartenstein-esque player uh maybe even better uh due to his offense um decent finisher um but he was uh he had a couple really nice plays tonight um and he, he's just solid man it, it's crazy how it took the clippers this long to get a competent backup big maybe the best backup big in the business like if we really really get down to it if we really think about it uh but mason Plumlee is really really good and after watching i mean it's obviously early uh the clip after two games with this new roster the clippers have obviously gotten better um uh, just from the uh, playoff rotation perspective um they got you know bones and eg can both get downhill and kick out and it's just so they just look so much younger the clippers i tweeted this this morning the clippers look so much younger last night they didn't look old they didn't look slow and i can't remember when i like when i've last said that i mean bones highland could turn a corner uh without a screen he could just blow by his guy get this pain spray offense going and that's where the clippers made their money especially in the 2020 21 season where they had reggie jackson uh, a healthy reggie jackson getting downhill uh, Pat Bev could do a little bit of the same, and it really kickstarts your offense when you get a paint judge, dude. Especially with this iteration of the Clippers, who are just just bundled with three point shooters. Um, but yeah, man, I think the Clippers had a really, really good deadline. Sorry, that was super long winded. Uh, I'm trying to kind of talk fast and get through it, but the Clippers get a uh, really, really good uh, two pieces uh, for this year's playoff run. Um, obviously, Bones. Most likely not going to be a part of that this season, but years to come, he has very, very high upside. Um, and I'm very, very excited for uh, Eric Gordon and Mason Plumley. And I will say, I will willingly admit, I was very, very sad about the Eric Gordon trade because I was, I was probably Luke, one of Luke Kennard's biggest fans, and I really, truly think he was misused here. But the whole he didn't shoot, he was so hesitant to shoot. I totally get it because he was. And that's his own fault, man. Like, like coming to realize it, like, that's his own fault if he doesn't want to shoot. Or maybe that's just the thing that happened with the Clippers, like, when he was constantly getting his minutes taken away or the, his short of a leash. Um, and this is, it led to his hesitancy. I totally get it. Um, but he's on Memphis now. He's going to thrive, I think. Um, it kind of sucks how he gave him to Memphis, though, because if he does, you know, get all over that hev- hesitancy and he starts throwing up shit, like, in the playoffs, like, anything he shoots, I think, is going to go in. So if the Clippers have to see that down the line in Memphis uh, in a playoff series, I'm going to be really, really pissed. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Luke Kennard. Uh, I will always be rooting for him. I was always one of his biggest defenders uh, on Twitter, so you can go check the tweets. I was always one of his biggest fans. Uh, I was really, really sad to see him go, but I kind of saw it coming. Uh, the writing was kind of on the wall, um, especially when we traded for Eric Gordon. That was the first part of the trade that came out, and then eventually I was like, fuck, they're going to get rid of Luke. Um so yeah, shout out to Luke Kennard. Hope you thrive in Memphis. Um, and you always have a fan of me. Okay, 
Let's get into this game. Actually, let's kind of. I, I kind of want to talk about something before we get into this uh, uh, Phoenix game. I just kind of want to talk about how shitty Marcus Morris has been um, the past few months. Um, I saw on StatMuse, uh, great website by the way, great great website, easy access to kind of get stats from a certain time frame or just any kind of random stat. Marcus Morris's field goal percentage has gone down every single month. I think he's shooting like 38% from the field or something. Don't quote me on that. This was before the Phoenix game. 38% or something from the field this month. Granted, we're only, I mean, we're halfway through the month, so it ain't no small sample size. Uh, he was two for six tonight. Um, didn't really do anything at all, played 19 minutes. Uh, Marcus Morris has been uh, the absolute worst rotation player on this team easily. Like, it's not, not even a question. Marcus Morris has been so bad, both ends of the floor. Don't even get me started on that dude's defense. Oh my gosh, he could not stay in front of Chris Paul's fucking corpse tonight. He, the Suns were hunting him relentlessly tonight, and all the good teams that the Clippers have played have absolutely killed this man in any sort of rotation or any single half-court set. Oh, hey, get Marcus Morris on whoever the fuck and go to work. Like that's They're running that whoever offense, like that shit Chris Smoove would do back in 2K13, 2K14, NBA 2K. If you guys know who Chris Smoove is, Everyone who played 2K knows who Chris Smoove is. They're running that whoever offense on Steve Nash type thing on Marcus Morris in that second quarter. And the Clippers lost that quarter. That was the only quarter the Clippers lost. And wow, what a coincidence, guys. Marcus Morris was out there and getting relentlessly hunted. Got dunked on by Josh Okogie. And it's just it's just ridiculous. I tweeted last night. I don't know how much more I could take this. Like the Marcus Morris minutes are just, oh my gosh. they're, they're I don't even know what to say at this point. Uh, Ty Lue finally went away from him this is the second game in a row where marcus morris did not play in the fourth quarter and largely he did not play in the second half um he played the first five minutes um of the third quarter got pulled out at the seven minute mark and did not go back in thank the fucking lord um the clippers ended up winning that game uh having him out there um obviously allows them to hunt uh monty williams is really good at uh finding mismatches mismatches and hunting them and Marcus Morris was uh, the uh, target tonight. Um, and if Marcus would have played over 25 minutes, the Clippers probably would have lost this game. Um, if he would have played his usual 30-plus, uh, the Clippers would have lost this game. But uh, Ty finally went away from him and has gone away from him the last two games. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Marcus played 19 minutes, 2 for 6 in the field, 0 for 4 from 3. 4 points uh, was a plus 1. Um, and... Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say with Marcus Morris, but if Marcus Morris is playing good minutes in the playoffs, the Clippers will be out of here in the first or second round. Um, but th there's really not much to say. I mean, everyone on Twitter has covered all, all the Marcus Morris holes. Um, the slander for him has been ridiculous. Well, not even like ridiculous in a good way. Like it's it's so warranted, and I can't even blame the guy. It's not his fault. It's Ty Lue's fault for trotting his corpse out there. Um, his knees are absolutely cooked. He can't stay in front of anybody. I was actually watching, uh, his career high game against the Clippers in 1920. Um, if you guys remember that, he had 38, um, against the Clippers in LA. And he actually looked like he could defend people. Like, his knees weren't totally cooked yet. And if you guys remember the first two months of the year, he was great. Like, both ends, he was really, really good. And has fallen off a cliff ever since. And Tyloo continues to trot him out there, play him 28 plus minutes a game. Um, but finally, 19 minutes tonight, went away from him entirely in that second half. 
And the Clippers won, and that's not a coincidence. Um, playing, you know, guys like Batum. Batum played 24 minutes tonight, had three points. Um, he's missed a lot of threes, man. He's getting a lot of open looks. Um, I, I think, what's he shooting from through this year? I know it's a really high percentage, but it feels fake. Uh, but I'll always have love for Nico. Nico has been a great his entire Clippers tenure. Nico Batum is shooting 38% from three this year. It feels like it's like 35. Um, realistically, he was shooting 40%, like not even that long ago from three. So that big drop off, 38%, um, now on the season. And, you know, he's been 40 plus, uh, both his years as a Clipper. So I'm inclined to believe he's just in a little bit of a slump, but he needs to start making these shots, man, if he wants to get minutes in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, he's all, he's pretty much a lock for minutes. And obviously, you know, with his switchability, um, he's going to be guarding guys like Jokic in the playoffs to give him fits. Um, so Zoo can switch, uh, stay kind of in the paint a little bit, but uh, Nico um, played a lot of minutes tonight. Um, three, two, two, uh, stat line for him tonight. One turnover. Um, Clippers went nine deep tonight. Eric Gordon played twenty six minutes, most minutes off the bench, um, and he closed and he did great. He Eric Gordon played great both ends tonight. Thirteen points, seven assists, zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. I'd much rather, I honestly rather have Eric Gordon bring up the ball than Paul George sometimes, like with these stupid Paul George turnovers. And granted, Paul George played phenomenal tonight. Um, 26, 6, 5, but 4 turnovers, 4 fouls. Um, him and Kawhi Leonard were both a plus 9. Terrence Mann was a plus 10 tonight. Um, and speaking of Terrence, he was absolutely great uh, out the gate here. Absolutely just torching Chris Paul. Um, he just destroyed Chris Paul and then Chris Paul started, you know, uh, giving him, you know, pushing him while he was in the air, just the dirty things Chris Paul does, unfortunately, but you know, it is what it is when you're getting smoked, you get mad and, uh, some players, you know, tend to get a little dirty. Um, and uh, it sucks. Kawhi Leonard, terrible in the first half o of eight, um, wasn't really doing much. I liked his defense, his defensive intensity though. Uh, but with Kawhi going over eight in the first half, Paul George was cooking, uh, picking up some of that slack. Eric Gordon was playing well. You know, just a lot of the, the role guys, man. Terrence Mann was great in that first half. Obviously, great in the entire game. Terrence had 26 uh, tied for a game-high honors with his teammate Paul George. Terrence was 10 of 12 tonight, dude. 10 for 12 from the field. 3 of 4 from 3. 3 of 4 from the line. He also had 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal as well. Um, 2 turnovers, but... Terrence, man, the rim pressure out the gate really set the tone for the Clippers. The Clippers started off great, um, and Terrence, role, Terrence, man, was a big part of that. Um, him and Paul George cooking off the rip. Uh, Marcus Morris also cooking, uh, cooking up nothing. Um, God, he just frustrates me so much. I don't think I've ever like genuinely like disliked the Clipper. It's not even his fault. It's like I feel bad. Like it's not even his fault that he's so bad. Like I, I, I can't control the. He can't control the fact that his body's just cooked, man. And I, I, I feel bad. Like I don't hate the guy. I just hate how Ty Lue keeps putting him out there. But um, if, if this is the, like, if this is where you know Ty Lue starts to go away from him and shorten his role significantly, then uh, maybe I won't like dislike him. Um, but yeah. Anyways. Eric Gordon, I already mentioned, seven assists, zero turnovers, hit a nasty 30-footer, maybe even farther. Uh, his willingness to shoot that really, really stretches out the defense and opens up so much more, you know. And you have to respect him out there, dude. He's really, he's one six-man of the year. 
um, with Houston. I can't remember which year. It might have been 17, 18. It was one of the years Lou Will and Montrez didn't win it, obviously, and they pretty much owned that award uh, the last few years um, when Eric Gordon was winning it. Um, Eric Gordon, 3 of 8 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 5 of 5 from the line, took on that Norman Powell role tonight. I'm really still curious to see how that fit, fit how they fit long term, uh, especially come playoff time. But Eric Gordon was great tonight. Uh, Bone Thailand, I already kind of touched on him. Uh, was great on offense. Well, I don't want to say great. He turned the ball over three times. Um, Chris Paul got a few of those steals. But Bones played 16 minutes, nine points. Um, he got to the line four times, made all four free throws. Um, and he's just fast. He's really, really fast. Um, and like I said, there's probably not a rotation spot for him uh, moving forward, uh, especially come playoff time. But I did like what I see. Uh, I have liked what I've seen from Bones in the first two games on the offensive side, defensive side, uh, not so much. But he has time to work on that. He has time to get bigger, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, Eric Gordon's defense tonight was great as well. He was giving Devin Booker fits, and he's built like a fucking like tank, dude, uh, which is another thing I kind of underestimated. He, he can defend up uh, a position. You know, he can give you know these guys more fits than Luke Kennard ever will. Um Maybe I, I'm not sure much, some, so sure how significant of a fit he would give guys like in the playoffs, but uh, he really did a great job on Devin Booker tonight. Um, and he, he, like I said, he gave him fits. Like there's nothing else to say. Eric Gordon played great both ends tonight. Um, I touched on Bones' defense. Um, there's a lot to be uh, worked on there. Um, I mean, he's quick. He can stay in front of guys, but. When a screen gets set on him, it's wraps like the possession, like pretty much just give the team two points. Uh, Joshua Kogi, uh, let's go to the Sun side. Joshua Kogi had six threes tonight, and normal normally not a shooter, but he's been shooting thirty nine percent since December first on three attempts a game. So not a terribly small sample size, but three attempts consistently for the last almost three months um, is not uh, a small sample size, um, especially because he's been doing it for almost three months now. And he killed us. He killed us tonight. Um, him and Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, noted Clipper killer, uh, had that 50-piece on us. Uh, I can't remember what year that was, but it was some time ago, maybe like eight or nine years ago. Terrence Ross, uh, I don't know if that was his Suns debut. I think it might have been his second game on the Suns. But, um, yeah, he shot 17 times. It's so funny seeing Terrence Ross shoot tw- 17 times in 2023. But he's, um, with this depleted Suns roster, uh, without Kevin Durant, obviously, who I haven't even said, I haven't even mentioned Kevin Durant. Uh, but I mean, why mention him when uh, he wasn't playing? But I mean, obviously, the Suns team is going to be way, way better with uh, KD out there. Campaign was not playing as well either, who has given the Clippers fits the last few years with his quickness. Uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul didn't really give the Suns much tonight. CP had 11 assists. Uh, Devin Booker, like I said, Eric Gordon played a great job on him. Um, but I mean, they were missing some makeable looks. Uh, I mean, Kawhi Leonard was as well. Uh, missing some uh, decent looks but you know sometimes that happens not just to the best players but any player as well and uh biggest thing of them all Ty Lue benching Marcus Morris down the stretch um you know gave the Clippers some stability um and less uh less how do I want to wear this less likely to get hunted um you know it was hard for the the Suns couldn't really pick on anyone because they close, who did they close with? They close with Terrence, Sue, Kawhi, PG, and Eric Gordon. Like, there's not really anyone you could pick on. I mean, I guess you could say Eric Gordon uh, is the worst defender out there. But I mean, he's big, he's strong, stocky. It's hard to move him. 
Um, and it was, it was hard for the Suns to get anything. Um, the Clippers wrapped this one up, uh, 116 to 107. Um, and they, they did, they played a great game, man. Uh, heading into the All-Star break on a two game win streak. I think the, I think JJ Reddick once said the, the, the streak starts at three, but I'm gonna say fuck that. The streak starts at two. Uh, the Clippers, there's a lot, there's a decent amount to be excited about, um, with this Clippers team. They feel, they feel a lot better, a lot more fun than, uh, pre-deadline, the pre-deadline Clippers. So that's something you could look forward to. Um, so yeah, that's gonna about wrap it up for me. We're about at 25 minutes. So I apologize for the long-winded episode they probably they will not be as long as this um we'll go back to the usual maybe 15 to 18 minute length um but i wanted to touch on the trade deadline and this game as well so uh we're gonna head into the break now uh like i said we're gonna uh try to go back to regular uh post game episodes um if i uh get my head out of my ass and uh actually do it so i appreciate you guys for listening i hope you guys still enjoy uh, make sure you guys leave a five-star review. That would really, really mean a lot to me. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. And I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.